what is first and foremost from a wrestling standpoint tonight. This is a historic occasion. Tonight's attendance was eight, uh, 81,035 paid fans at over 81,000 paid. That makes the largest paid attendance in the history of the pro wrestling business. It is a huge milestone. There have been countless pro wrestling shows all over the world, and this is the first time on record that we can find anyone has sold over 81,000 tickets. There were also several thousand comps, uh, as well as uh, hospitality. And with the staff and everybody in the building, we'd estimate about 90,000 people in Wembley Stadium today. But at over 81,000 paid, 81,035 to be exact, this is a milestone in the pro wrestling business, this is the largest paid crowd ever on record. And it is the beginning of something special, hopefully uh, for many years to come. As we announced, AEW will return here to Wembley Stadium in one year. We'll be back on the bank holiday Sunday again next year, August 25th. Uh, I'm very excited about that return to talk to you more about that. And uh, before I begin tonight's scrum, I just had a statement about tonight's show and the great tradition that began at the original All In. As I said when I announced the show, All In began with four great pioneers, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, and the Young Bucks. And they put together a great show roughly five years ago, five years ago next weekend, that changed pro wrestling. The original All In five years ago was the largest independent pro wrestling show of all time today five years later aew all in is the biggest pro wrestling show of all time period why the fuck you lying why you always lying oh my god stop fucking lying you are listening to your very quick AEW all-in review from somebody who was actually there. Me, I attended with my son. I'll talk more about that shortly. There'll be a more extensive review with Cav on Friday because obviously Cav watched this show. Cav wants to talk about this show and we're going to talk about it together. That's where we're going to talk more about the matches and whatnot. But I'm going to talk more about the live experience. I will go into that again more in depth on Friday But I wanted to do something. I did not want to let this marinate all the way until Friday. And the main thing I wanted to talk about was what was discussed at the top of the show. That has to be the biggest lie in the history of pro wrestling. That is absolutely ridiculous. Anybody with working eyes, anybody that isn't Stevie fucking wonder who attended that show knows that 81,000 people did not go there, let alone 90,000, as he insinuated on that ridiculous clip. Wembley Stadium, once you fill the floor out, as Tyson Fury and Dillian White did, holds 94,000 people. Fury and White was a 94,000 seat sellout. So what that tells you is that there were 4,000 floor seats for that fight. For this show... It would be generous to say there were 3,000 floor seats because you could have driven a bus around the floor with the number of gaps that there were. So being very, very generous, they probably did about 3,000 seats on the floor. Then we have a look at the sections that were closed, knowing 
that there was no way they would ever sell 90,000 tickets because they do about 100,000 on television here for their main show, Dynamite. Despite the fact it's on free terrestrial TV, they still only do 100,000 people. So for them to think that they were going to get 80,000 ticket sales here, not even Tony Khan, is that fucking stupid. So they did not even themselves think that they were going to sell 80,000 seats. So what they did is they blocked off the largest section of the stadium, which is the part of the stadium where the halfway line is. So they told tickets for one side. They did not sell tickets for the other. And that's where they decided to make their entrance. So instead of going for one of the short areas behind the goal, they decided to build their entrance right there and therefore eliminating 10,000 seats that they could have sold for that middle section. They also decided to set up their hard cam and for no reason took up the entirety of one of the sections behind one of the goals. So they did not sell any tickets for that 100 section and also did not sell the corners. So I would say being generous, that's 10,000 seats, more likely 12, 13,000, but that's 10,000 they didn't sell. Along with the 10,000 they didn't sell for the middle of the entrance, they did sell tickets around that. And I'm being very generous to them to say that that was 2,500 on each side. So immediately, immediately off the back, there are 20,000 tickets that AEW did not sell and did not set up to sell. So that immediately means a maximum number of 74,000 tickets could have been sold. Now, I was told that they told Wembley Stadium that they were aiming for 64,000. That was always going to be the maximum capacity here. The way that this stadium is laid out, and I know this for a fact because I'm in the Wembley Traders Association and I've been going to Wembley since 1989. I know everything about New Wembley and the configuration is very simple. It's 50,000 seats in the 100 sections. There are then 1,966 seats in the 200 section, which is known as Club Wembley. It's specifically 1,966 seats because England won the World Cup in 1966. And that leaves approximately 38,000 seats in the 500 sections. These 500 sections were either empty or they were half sold. But if we are being massively generous to AEW, we will say that they were all half sold and we will give them 20,000 for that section where they could have had 38,000. So if you're looking at them not selling 50,000 in a 500 section and instead choosing not to sell 20,000 tickets, that's 30,000 people in the 100 section. There are then 20,000 people in the 500s and the 200s, which were also not sold out, probably held about 1,000 people. And then you have your 4,000 or, in my opinion, 3,000 on the floor. I arrive at an accurate figure here of 54,000 people that were at Wembley Stadium. And that's not people that paid for a ticket, by the way. That's 54,000 people in the building. If we're looking at actually actual paid attendance, I know for a fact from my dad and my uncle, who both own bars, and my nephew, who own all own bars in that Wembley area, who are all part of the Wembley Traders Association, that the Football Association were given 25,000 free tickets for this event. So let me tell you how the process of comp ticketing works at Wembley. 
The process is very, very simple. The free tickets all go to the Football Association. If it's a football match, the Football Association will distribute their own tickets immediately. So the Football Association will then hand it over to their partners. One of their partners is Brent Council and the Wembley Traders Association, which is who I get my tickets from. And usually it's around 10,000 tickets for a game of football. In this occasion, it was 25,000 tickets to the Football Association and the Football Association passed them down to the Wembley Traders Association. So in this instance, the Wembley Traders Association will be third in line. The Football Association will be second and the organisers who run the event, which in this instance will be AW, they will be top because this isn't a football match. It's the same way with concerts. If it's a music concert, the music concert organiser will have first right to see who get the comp tickets. They will then pass them down to the Football Association once they've attributed tickets to their partners, and then they'll pass them down to Brank Council and the Wembley Traders Association. That's how it works. Of course, if it's the Football Association's own, own event, they'll take care of their own sponsors, and the Wembley Traders Association will get the tickets more quickly. Therefore, it's not usual for the Wembley Traders Association and Brent Council to get a lot of tickets for music concerts. For example, we received nothing for Harry Styles, who is very, very popular. But for AW, there were a whopping 25,000 tickets passed on to the Football Association and they were all available for Brent Council and the Wembley Traders Association. Now, admittedly, when I was given two of these free tickets, they were in the 500 section. I have never sat in a 500 section and I was looking for better seats. So I asked my dad, could you get me better seats for this event? He said he'd see what he could do. Turns out somebody who was doing pyro for AEW was regularly eating and drinking at his bar. He asked the guy if he could sort out two tickets for the event and he came back with two tickets for the event. Now, I did not use these tickets. The reason being why I did not use these tickets is because they were AW comp tickets. And before I saw the setup of the stadium, I thought that these would be seats that were near AEW people. I'm obviously banned from AEW because I've had negative opinions about them and because of my running with Conan and because Conan got heat for giving me tickets for AEW. So I thought, why not? Why bother taking the risk? Had I been on my own, I would have taken those comps or if I'd been with a friend. But because I was with my son, I did not use those comp tickets. So at this point in time, I've got four comp tickets, two seats I don't want to sit on and two seats that I'm worried about sitting in. So at this juncture, I had a look online to see what tickets were going for. And there was a dramatic price drop in tickets, an unbelievable price drop where Club Wembley tickets that were retailing at £246 with a booking fee, taking those tickets up to £281, they became available for £27 each. So all of this bullshit about this event selling like hotcakes throughout, this, um, throughout the months leading up to it, instead what they had to do was they had to sell ten to 15,000 tickets in the final week at bargain basement prices. If you don't believe me, I have the proof. Had I used my comp tickets and had I been fine using them, I still, I still would have bought these tickets just to have the receipt. In the end, I bought the tickets and I did sit in the seats that I actually paid for because they were £27 each. I spent more on fucking food than I did on the ticket for this event. That's how 
That's how low they went with the ticket prices in order to have a respectable attendance at this event because of all the lies that they had spouted for weeks and weeks and weeks and all the lies that the dirt sheet losers had piggybacked off and just blindly believed or were being paid by Tony Khan or something to go along with this absolute utter fucking bullshit. Because you don't pick up £27 tickets that were formerly £250 and sit in the club section, one section away from Sasha Banks. And I have the ticket proof and I have the photo proof that this is an absolute fact. And everything I've said has been a fucking fact. Because I've been the only one, the only one of these motherfuckers that's been telling the truth throughout the entire entire process. And I was told I was a hater, I was a liar, I would be humiliated, I would have to eat shit in a day. Well, who's eating shit now, you fucking losers? Who's the one who's eating shit now? Who's the one who's got the photos to show you that under 60,000 people attended? Every single fan there knows that under 60,000 people attended. Who's the one that picked up a £27 ticket the final week of the event? Who's the one that knows there were 25,000 comps? And who's the one that always said that if they sold over 60,000 tickets, my dad And my uncle and all the other bar owners would be categorically told that this event, this event had been upgraded from a category C event, which it which is what it was, to a category B event. Now it was never going to be category A, even if it had sold eighty thousand, because there was no discernible threat of hostility. What that means is, is when there's a soccer game, there's a home team. And there's an away team and they have to be separated around Wembley. Certain bars are for one team and certain bars are for another team. There was no issue with that. Therefore, there did not need to be three or four doormen at the bar. In fact, my dad did not employ any doormen for this event because it was a Category C. Had it been a Category B, he would have had to hire one female and one male. He also would have stopped serving food. He certainly wouldn't wouldn't have been doing a Sunday roast, which he did do because of the expected footfall of 55,000. So there was never, ever any update from the Wembley Traders Association or Brent Council stating to the bars that they needed additional staff or security in order to manage this event. This is a 100% motherfucking fact. It's a fact that I've been telling everybody throughout and I'm the only one, the only one who has been correct and proven correct with photographic evidence all of the way. So that cokehead can sit there and he can sit there, do his press conference and spout bullshit to the Mark losers who suck his cock, but he's 100% lying This is a slap in the face as well to SummerSlam 92. Whoever the cunt was who went onto Wikipedia and decided to put this up as the highest attendance obviously wasn't around for SummerSlam 92 or just likes to suck Tony Khan and AEW's dick because we all know they're a bunch of tribal cunts. And that's who I was surrounded by when I watched this show. A bunch of fat, lazy, out of shape, tribal marks who read the Wrestling Observer and watch AEW every single week on ITV they were 95% of those in attendance. Hardly any kids, hardly any, hardly any women. What a big surprise. The biggest surprise of the entire night to me was the merchandise stands because they were fucking appalling. How could you come to Wembley Stadium where you are pretending that you have 80,000 people there when really you had like 55 
How are you going to Wembley Stadium and bringing that level of merch? Generic AEW caps. One boring tour t-shirts. A few t-shirts for your guys. No program, no event poster, no signed event poster. Nothing that anybody would actually want. No action figures and nothing that I ended up buying. I gave my son an allowance to spend 150 quid on merch, expecting that 100 of that would immediately go on the signed event poster and then the rest would go on possibly a t-shirt or a cap or something of that nature. Maybe that shitty scarf. He didn't want any of it. He was not interested at all. It would have helped if they actually had a t-shirt in a kid's fucking size. But when you don't have any kids watching your show and you know your audience is fat, smelly, 40 to 50 year old men who don't have jobs and lives, then you probably stock the merchandise out correctly. But for me, there was absolutely nothing to purchase. So that was a major disappointment. And therefore, I have no memory from this event other than the autographs that Austin obtained from MGF and CM Punk. Uh, I'm going to save those stories for Friday's show. Talking about the show in general, my son was bored for large periods of it. I know Umar's kids were bored as well. Umar is someone who um, can 100% verify the, um, the ticket sales for the show and the attendance for the show, he was there. He's somebody who's appeared on our show before. He's somebody who's in our group chat and he's somebody that's not going to lie to uphold my narrative. He is a solicitor by trade. He's not somebody who's going to come on and lie just to uphold my version of events. He's not someone who's going to damage his credibility and reputation like that. He has an unblemished reputation for telling the truth. He has no reason to lie. His kids were bored. He left before the main event. He looked around. He's been to Wembley Stadium before and he knows it was nowhere near even being 70,000 people there. He knows that. He told me that. And everybody there with a set of eyes knows the same thing. Friends I know who I went with who are avid AEW fans who actually prefer AEW to WWE for some reason said exactly the same thing. The lie was absolutely unnecessary. Why could you not just accept that you put 55,000 people in a stadium. You can't do jack shit for your TV tapings. Nobody sticks around for AEW Rampage. This was actually a phenomenal achievement. Getting 55,000 into Wembley Stadium or anywhere was a phenomenal achievement. It actually surprised me that you did that well. Why could you not accept the accolade and build off the back of that? Why did you then go on and shit on yourselves and go and lie? Why do AEW have the habit of turning everybody against them? I wanted to support AEW. I wanted AEW to do well. I wanted this to be a good show. It wasn't, but I wanted it to be a good show. But when they do that, when they go and, and create this false narrative, when they take a shit on SummerSlam 1992, an event which is loved by millions of people. It has a place in the heart of millions of people, especially British people. To go in and do that, that doesn't make you more popular. That doesn't carry favour with people. It makes you dislikable. And as a result, you end up getting a show like this, where I'm going on a huge rant, as opposed to me focusing on what I saw in the ring, because there were some good matches. Overall, the card was too long. It was too boring in periods. There was not enough effort made to bring people up to speed with the current storylines, not enough video packages, no backstage segments. Too many irrelevant matches were too long. But there were some bits of gold. There were some diamonds in the rough. But for the most part, it was rough. It was not one of the better AEW pay-per-views. And I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to talk more about 
the actual pay-per-view with Cav. We'll run through it match by match. We may even go through some star ratings for it. My quick take is that the Young Bucks and FTR had a decent match. It wasn't their best match, but it was a very, very good match. Uh, I felt that Jericho and Will Ospreay was underwhelming, although it was good. I think the expectation for Will Ospreay matches is a little bit too high. I thought MGF and Adam Cole was good, but probably too much comedy for a main event. I felt that it needed to get a little bit more serious. And um, the best match, I think, overall, the most well-received match was actually the Stadium Stampede match. That was my son's favourite match. It actually got people up off their feet. I don't think anybody was yawning or bored or looking at their watch or getting getting popcorn or anything during that match. It might not be the type of wrestling that you like, but it was a match that had everybody in the stadium, all 54,000 engaged whilst it was going on. So I would say that overall, Half of the matches made a good impression, whilst the other half really didn't need to be there, or they could have been shortened considerably. And I still maintain that certain wrestlers, such as Kenny Omega, were massively wasted on this show. So overall, it's a thumbs in the middle show. I will be elaborating on the specific matches when I do the show with Cav, because otherwise, if I do it here and I do it with them, do it with him as well, then the point becomes pretty redundant. But overall. I can't believe that AEW actually went down this route. I know that they were lying about it throughout and they almost backed themselves into a corner and there wasn't any way that you could have turned around and said, yes, we did do 60 or 70,000 at that point. And look, a point that's been made to me repetitively over the last few days is WWE do that all the time. So instead of saying, oh my God, you were right, you were right all along and apologizing, it suddenly becomes, but WWE do that, but WWE do that. Yeah, they do. But I don't think they've ever added 25,000 people to their attendance. And I don't think they've tried to break fake records that they just didn't set. To say that you've made more money, to say that this is the highest grossing event with ticket sales is an absolute joke. I've, since I've been to WrestleMania since WrestleMania 21. And I've been to WrestleMania Stadium since WrestleMania 23. I've never, ever paid less than $450 for a fucking seat. And adjust that to inflation, it's a lot more nowadays. And I have to pay it twice. So getting tickets for £27 was like getting a fucking cheap steak. Like, it was absolutely nothing to me. And that was the same case for a lot of people that went to the show. So how can you even compare when you know what WWE ticket prices are? And from going to Clash of the Castle in Wales, it was considerably more full and louder than this AEW event. And it had a more varied crowd and they didn't reduce their ticket prices to the amount that AEW did in the final week. Yes, they were also guilty of lowering their ticket prices because WWE were guilty of trying to massively overcharge. But we're talking about ticket ticket prices being reduced from around about $250 to $150 or $125 in the final couple of weeks. Not from $250 to £27. That's not what WWE did. And as I said, the event was louder. It was more packed. It did not have huge sections topped off. So this is a ridiculous lie. SummerSlam 92 remains the most successful and most highly attended show in the history of the UK. AEW is a joke. They make themselves a joke. Tony Khan is a joke. When he comes out there at the press conference and spouts absolute bullshit, absolute bullshit out of his mouth, 
then that's what turns people against AEW. And from being somebody who wanted to enjoy this show, wanted to support this company and wanted this competition for WWE, I've just reached the point where I just think, fuck this company, fuck this owner, and let's just put us out of our fucking misery. And I just hope that there isn't an AEW to talk about in five years' time. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to be the case because at the end of the day, we know what AEW is. It's a money-washing company. It's a toy for this little boy who never grew up. He's a real man playing with real men. These real men and women are his action figures That's what he does when he just senselessly continues to bring in his talent that he doesn't need because he can't even utilize the talent that he bought in previously, but he keeps collecting action figure after action figure after action figure whilst hilariously bullshitting about fake accolades that his company have never and never will achieve while Dave Meltzer sits there and just blindly goes along with it, knowing that it's absolute horse shit. But that is the Dirt Sheet Marks, and that is Tony Khan, and that is my very quick, which wasn't quick, review of AEW All In. I'd love to have just come on and spoken about the wrestling. I intended to actually just do the show with my son. I was going to do one with my son and one with Cav, and I was going to get his actual live story of what happened with CM Punk, and particularly what happened with MGF, because it's a great little story. Uh, I might get a little audio clip from Austin and insert it onto the show on Friday, but instead, I'm having to do this. Instead, I'm having to back down bullshit lies, and for anybody who still believes there was 81,000 there, who just blindly believes it, those people that are tweeting me, just fuck off, go and line up for your seventh booster, As Cav always says to me, you can tell these people the sky is blue and they'll tell you it's fucking red. Well, if you believe that 80,000 people turned up for this show, then enjoy your red sky. Go fuck yourself. I have nothing more to say to you, to my listeners. Thanks for listening. I'm out.